It's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. Sponsored by Journey 333. That is a place of mind, body, spirit that helps you with fitness, coaching, and nutrition to look better, live better, and feel better. We produce these episodes every week for your enjoyment to help people to overcome adversity and live their dreams. Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. Now that's a lot of threes, so that's a place of fitness, coaching, and nutrition, mind, body, and spirit, where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better. Today, speaking of mindset, mind, body, spirit, today (laughs) we got the mindset disruptor on the call. We got a global motivator. We got a number one best-selling author, Jose Flores. I can't wait to have him share his story with you. Welcome to the show, Jose. Yo, yo, yo. I love the intro. That's amazing. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. uh, Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Well, we're so excited you're on our show. Uh, You're a perfect fit for this show. I I love how you have, you're leading by example. You're leading by example. You're showing people what it means to not let their struggle become their standard, as you wrote in your book. And as uh, you know, you've just kind of coined that phrase. you know, can we get a little history on you, you know, Jose, just so then that way some of our listeners can know about what you've overcome, if you don't mind maybe giving us your uh, CNN version. In fact, I've seen some news clips about you, so CNN yeah. is a is a not cliche with you, so. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me on the show again. I appreciate you letting me hang out with you and your audience today. And yeah, so I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Um, so I'm a city boy. You know, I, I currently reside in Florida, but I spent uh, half, more than half my life in, in the Bronx, New York. And I had a great childhood, you know, I, uh, great parents, uh, you know, very active. But when I was three years old, the doctors had diagnosed me um, with a condition called spinal muscular atrophy. And uh, it's in the muscular dystrophy family. And basically what it does is the older I get, the weaker my muscles get due to a deficiency in one of the survival motor neurons that we all have in our body. And so, but when I was younger, I was able to walk and run and ride bike and skateboard. I lived a very normal childhood. And as I got older, obviously, and this started to kick in in high school, you know, the doctor said that by the age of 15, I would end up in a wheelchair and they weren't even expecting me to live past my teenage years. Uh, But I have good news for everybody because this year I just celebrated my 44th birthday. Um, So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, right there, just define the odds, man, you know, and not accepting, you know, what doctors say sometimes, you know, because they're very smart, but they're not always right, right? (laughs) And, um, you know, so just growing up in New York, man, I think that God allowed me to, you know, we could have been born anywhere in the world, right? I could have been born in in, in like one of the roughest parts of the world, poverty, you know, stricken, Uh, but, you know. God allowed me to be born in Bronx, New York. And I think they did that for, did that for a reason because, you know, I grew up with the, you know, developing a thick skin, right? For like, you know, bullying and, and you know, we live in a cruel, brutal world, right? <laughs> Around us. So, you know, growing up as a city boy and just, you know, uh, having to grow up in the inner city and, 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 and around poverty, you know, projects and things like that, you know, drugs, addiction, all that type of crazy stuff. God was just preparing me mentally for later on when I was really going to have to deal with this condition kicking in, right? And, and, and allowing me to develop that tough skin from a young age. And so, you know, it was rough for me, especially in high school. You know, that's where we're trying to figure out who we are, what we want to do, where we want to go in life. 
And I really wasn't thinking about the future, to be honest. I was just, I was in survival mode, right? I was just like, I want to make it to 19 and then ho hopefully, you know, even past that, which obviously we surpassed, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, uh, that, that stage in my life was very difficult because of this condition that started taking over my body. It started to get difficult for me to just do basic life necessities, right? Like bending over to tie my shoe and pulling my, pulling my pants on and lifting my arms up above my head to put my shirt on, go up and down the steps, sitting and standing, just basic things that most people don't even think twice about was starting to become a challenge for me. And it started to mess with me, man, big time, you know, with my mindset. And uh, I really didn't need a lot of people telling, even though they did, I, there was some people that were telling me, you know, you're never going to be anything great. You're never going to be able to accomplish much because of your condition. And I really, to be honest, didn't need people telling me that because I was already telling that to myself in my own head. And, uh, you know, life is a journey like, like anything else, right? And, and everyone else, we all have a story. We all have our things that we have to overcome. But for me, the main thing that I had to overcome was my mindset. That's why I coined myself the mindset disruptor because, you know, this condition, man, it's, it's still active in my life today, right? I, I'm, you know, I, I didn't end up in a wheelchair until I was 22 years old, shortly after I moved from New York to Florida, it literally just like a couple months after I moved, I lost my ability to walk. And that's when, you know, again, another shifting. So this condition, it, it, it's active. So every couple of years, I feel a new shifting in my body. Of a, of a slight level of decreased mobility. And uh, so just, I'm always having to, to adapt and adjust, adapt and adjust, adapt and adjust, not only physically, but mentally as well. Yeah, can we talk about that for a second? I mean, cause I don't know, I, I think it is worth just kind of, uh, if you could as a listener envision this, you know, you're 22 years old, which is a pretty vital time in life. And, and how does that happen for you? Like, is it, do you feel it going? Is it more acute, more sudden uh, that all of a sudden there is this shift? Like, how was that happening for you at, at 22 years old? Were you just feeling your legs getting weaker and weaker? Or, you know, if you could just kind of, you know, take us there with you, because that's a that's a big change, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And feel free to ask any questions. I'm like an open book. I'm very transparent. So, you know, you can fire away with whatever comes to mind. But yeah, it, this condition, it's a very slow, progressive condition. So it's, it's, it's moves in a, at a slow pace. So it's not like right away, even though I lost my ability to walk because I'm six foot tall. And I was at that time, I was using a motorized scooter. And, um, you know, the kind that the old people use and like in Walmart, you see them and stuff like that. So I was using one of those and I was walking from that scooter to my mother's sofa and she had tile on her floor. And, and you know, at that point, from high school to, to the time I lost my ability at 22, my leg would just give out and give out on me at random moments, right? I, I couldn't, I didn't, there was no like pre-warning or anything. So when that thing gave out, I felt like a sack. I felt, I would fall like a sack of potatoes, right? I couldn't break the fall. So that one time in particular where I fell at my mom's house, I fell and I broke all the toes in my right foot because oh. I fell straight down like on my feet. And so I broke the toes in my right foot they didn't all break, but some of them broke. Some of them were fractured. But you know what they say, if you don't use it, right, you lose it. Yeah. And so with my condition being a muscular condition for about three months, you know, I couldn't put a cast on it. You know, it's a toe. So all you can do is kind of like just leave your foot in a boot and just kind of elevate it and things like that. So after three months, I tried to stand up. My leg, my leg kept on buckling out from under me. And so at that point, reality hit me. And I was like, man, this thing is full force 
Like, this is reality now. I'm never going to be able to walk again at 22. I'm thinking this. And I'm like, I, you know, I should be thinking like, man, I'm in a new city. I'm in a new state, new people, new environment. I want to go and tackle life and see what opportunities I can take advantage of. And instead of thinking that, I'm thinking about how my life is over. I'm thinking like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I'm thinking I'm just going to be living with my mom and pops for the rest of my life. They're going to have to be my caregiver. And that was a very challenging moment in my life because I was in a dark place, not only physically, but mentally, I was in a dark place. And um, I was there for a little while, you know, nothing serious. I never had any suicidal thoughts, but I was just always like, man, what am I going to do? Who's going to accept me? Who's going to want to hang out with me? Who's going to want to involve me? Who's going to want to, you know, allow me to participate and all these different, you know, scenarios playing out in my head. And um, so, yeah, man, to answer the question, it was just, it's just a very slow progressive, you know, disease that, 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 that takes uh, its course every, every couple of years. There's really no pinpointing like every two years, every three years, every four years. It's just like when it happens, it happens. And I just have to deal with it. And I just have to figure new things out and, you know, figure out new ways to do things. Yeah. You know, Jose, you and I were connecting before the call because we were talking about uh, you know, having stories, stories of overcoming adversity, you know, yours is a physical one and, and mine is uh, one of addiction, addiction and incarceration. And uh, I will say that it took a lot for me to have a mental shift to where, you know, I was always concerned who would accept me, you know, would anybody give me a job? Uh, when I'd get close with people that I thought were great people, I thought, well, what about when they find out that I was in prison for 10 years? You know, what's that going to be like? Are they going to want to be my friend? Because they were respected members of the community. and Maybe they didn't want an association with someone like me. And, uh, you know, today I believe that I have a lot to offer people. And, uh, you know, if they feel that way, then I'm sorry that they're going to miss out. You know, I mean, that's just, you know, the confidence that I've developed. <laughs> Let's talk about how you made that shift, right? I mean, because uh, that, that's what you were just describing right there. You know, you're like 22, my life is over, but your life clearly isn't over. You're, you're changing the world now, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, so let, let's talk about how you went from feeling that way to who you are today. Like, when did that happen for you? When were you able to make that mindset disruption? You know? I would say, you know, it was probably in my late twenties, late twenties, early thirties, where I, I, I started feeling like, I wasn't fulfilled with what I was doing. I have a corporate America background. I've been in corporate America for, I used to be in corporate America for 20 years. And um, I just started not feeling fulfilled. Like there's more that I could be doing with myself, with life than just nine to five, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. And I just really started getting tired of it. And even before I got a job, I was on disability and I got tired of being on disability. I'm like, who the heck can live off of a measly $850 a month? Like, that's like, that's like, that. I can't even comprehend that, right? But I was living it at the time. And so I was like, man, I got to go get a job. So I got a job. And obviously, I stopped collecting disability because you can only make a certain amount while working. And I obviously surpassed that. And I worked my way up the corporate ladder all the way from the bottom all the way up to a managerial position. And, uh, you know, it took me some time to get there. But, you know, I'm a fighter, man. Like, I always say, you know, you know, we have a saying in the Bronx that only the strong survive. And, and that's exactly what I've been doing my entire life is, but not only surviving, I've been thriving as well, right? Because I, I went from a survival mode to a thriving mode. And that happened because I, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? Like many people do. We, we all get sick and tired of being sick and tired, but 
sometimes some of us just go right back into the same environment, same mindset, same position. And some of us say, I need something different. And that's exactly what I said. I said, I need something different. And I really made a decision, man. I said that, you know, I got to a point in life where I said, yeah, I lived a very kind of like, um, not sheltered life because I, I was outgoing, but I was at the same time afraid of going out into certain places because of what the world would look at me as and what people would say, what they would think, their opinions of me. And um, I let that hinder my progress for many, many years. until I got to a point where I was like, you know what, if this is how God has me for right now and I have to live my life like this, I'm going to live my best life right now. I'm not going to waste any more time because I wasted many years not living my life to the fullest. And that was definitely not fun at all. And so um, when I made the decision and I said, I'm not going to let this wheelchair defeat me. I'm not going to let this wheelchair define me. And I'm not going to let this wheelchair dictate my destiny. Man, that's when my life changed forever. Wow. Such a great lesson. <clears throat> yeah, that is. Yeah. I was earlier in the show, you were saying how when you were really down and out, feeling like my life is over, I'm going to be stuck, you know, here, uh, having my mom and dad take care of me. But I did see you have a beautiful wife. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Tell me, how did you meet her and how long ago and, and uh, where, how did that all happen? Yeah. So, you know, my, my, you know, everybody has big dreams in life. They want the, the big house and the nice fancy cars and, you know, healthy looking bank accounts. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my main dream me, for me personally was wondering if a woman was ever going to love me like this, right? Because wow. I felt like damaged goods. I was like, man, God, you got it wrong. You got to re return the sender, right? Item is broken. Package is like no good. <laughs> and so that was my mindset, right? I was always wondering if I was going to dreaming, if I was going to have kids or own a home or drive a car again or, or work a job, you know, those type of things. That, that was my main dream. And I met my wife, you know, thank to the grace of God. He's, he's given me my beautiful wife. I met her at my first uh, corporate America gig. We used to work for a, um, a well-known timeshare company and we met there. And we just, we were co-workers, became, became good friends. And then, you know, it evolved into, you know, uh, us dating and then getting married and with children. And, and so, um, yeah, so not only did he give me a beautiful wife, but we have two amazing sons, uh, healthy young, they're young men now, actually, we started early, but they're 20 and 21 right now. And uh, yeah, so my wife, man, she's a real rock star and, and everybody brings her, usually brings her up. And if they don't, like when I go to speak at any, any area, event that I speak at, I always take a few moments to honor her because, you know, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't even be on this podcast right now because um, I don't know if you looked at my website, but on the website, there's a cool video of the process that we have to go through every single morning just to get out of the bed. And um so that's why I'm here because she helped me out of the bed this morning, right? You know, she has to help me get dressed in the bed. And, uh, you know, I always joke around and tell people like, listen, she helps me get dressed, but I pick out my own outfits. Okay. She does. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jose, yeah. Brother, man, we, we have a, a lot in common. Uh, uh, some of my friends call Cindy St. Cindy because she's not just my wife after incarceration. She was my wife before incarceration. And so wow. she waited all. 10 years. And, uh, uh, and so when you say you wouldn't be on the podcast, uh, without your wife, I, I don't think I'd be on the podcast without mine. Cause I, I think my life may have gone a different direction without having that motivation and accountability to, you know, have a life to come back to, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so, amazing. So cool. Was there, was it, you know, this is a really great lesson when you talk about deciding that this is not going to define you or defeat yeah. you and that you're going to, 
you know, you rose up, you know, the ladder, the corporate ladder that many people that, you know, have all everything going for them sometimes struggle to rise up that corporate mm -hmm. ladder, right? And you already had a, a disadvantage, you know, where, like you say, you know, we're at least self-conscious wondering, you know, will I get the same chance as other people get? So, you know, there's some great lessons in that. And uh, do you recall like a, a specific moment in your journey that was like, like the moment that you, you know, you kind of look back on and it was kind of a, a launching moment for where you are today, you know, being an author, being a motivational speaker. Um, you know, we all have defining moments, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, and I share this story in my book and, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. I didn't know at the time that that was going to be a pivotal moment in my life. But looking back now, that was like the starting point of me becoming who I am today. So when I graduated high school, you know, they, um, you know, graduation is amazing, right? You, for those of you who, for those of us who were able to experience it, like you get the butterflies, you're excited. It's like, yeah, you made it. This is the day. Like you're officially like, well, I was thinking I'm done with school, you know, and other people are like going on to college. But for me, remember, my mindset wasn't about college or school. I was like, man, I graduated high school. I made it when they said I wasn't going to like, literally, I wasn't supposed to make it. So I, I made it right. And I remember crossing, uh, you know, at that time, remember, I said that my leg used to give out at me a random moment. So that morning, man, I'm at home, I'm putting my cap and gown on and getting together, getting myself fixed up and cleaned up. And I'm like, thinking to myself the entire time, God, please don't let my leg give out on me today. Please don't let my leg give out on me today. I don't want to be a spectacle in front of everybody. Right. And so we got, we got, uh, we, we graduated on the back of our football field. We have to go, we had to go down this pretty steep hill. And then in the middle of the football field was the stage and everybody was uh, on the bleachers, right? All the friends and family and everything. Just kind of painting the picture for you guys. And so I'm walking down that steep hill and I'm going pretty slow because I want to make sure I get my footing because at that point in my life, if I stepped on a rock or a pebble or something, anything that would make me lose my balance, that was it. I was falling down like a tree, right? Like timber. And so, I'm taking my footing, I'm getting down and I'm like, the whole time I'm like, ah, please don't let my leg give out. And so I get to the bottom of the hill and I'm like, thank you, Lord. My leg didn't give out. So I'm like, yes, I made it. So then, you know, they start calling the names and you start going across the stage and you shake, you know, the principal's hand, they hand you the diploma. So they start calling our names. So I'm walking, they call my name, Jose Flores. So I start walking right when I get to the stage, man, guess what happened? Oh. <laughs> exactly man my leg gave out and I fell on the floor and I it was like so surreal man you just hear everybody go <gasps> and it just went like this deafening silence across the entire field like everybody was like waiting to see what was going to happen so while I was on the floor man I had two conversations going on in my head one was like man just fake like you're real hurt you're really hurt so that uh EMTs can come and pick you up and get you out of here and you don't have to explain yourself to nobody you won't have to deal with people laughing at you or pointing at you or hey that's the guy that fell or any of that stuff right I just wanted to run away and go back home and be in my comfort zone and then I had the other conversation that was on my shoulder, right? And it was like saying like, Jose, are you freaking kidding me? You better get your behind up. You better go and get that diploma. You better go and get what you worked hard for. You better go and get what you earned, man. Get your behind up. And so I made a choice, man. And I looked at my boy who was behind me and he was kind of looking at me like ready to get up. So he lifted me up, man. I walked across that stage. I grabbed that diploma, shook the hand of my principal. And I remember, man, 
I remember throwing my fist up in the air, like if I crossed the finish line of a race. And the whole place went into pandemonium, standing ovation, everybody was screaming and shouting. And what was what 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 seemed to be what was going to be like one of the worst days of my life was actually one of the best days of my life. And that's actually one of the last times I remember being able to lift my hands above my head like that. But I learned the lesson there, right? There was a couple of lessons that I learned. And um, I have a podcast as well, and it's called I Won't Stop Until I Win. And when you look at the logo, there's a picture of a fist in the air, right? Just a fist, like breaking through. And a lot of people ask me, like, what's, this, what's, this, what's, what's, what's that symbolic of? Like, why, why do you have a fist like that? And it's because that's the last time I remembered holding my fist up like I won, right? And the name of the show is called I Won't Stop Until I Win. And ever since then, man, I never stopped. I kept on going, kept on getting these little wins until they turned into big wins. But I learned the lesson there about mindset, man. Like our minds, they play trick. It plays tricks on us, man. It can mess us up. It can trip us up. It can keep us stuck, stranded, and stagnant, right? And I learned the lesson that uh, we always have to keep pushing forward, man. No matter what happens in life, no matter what life throws us, we have to... Uh, right. We heard it said, like, it's not about how many times we fall in life, but how many times we get back up. Right. right. And ever since that day, man, I've been getting back up and getting back up and getting back up. Wow. That and is... I get emotional about that. Not because, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's me, but because I, that 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 moment is like so vivid in my mind, because, like I said, it was like a couple of different significant things. But you know, we have to overcome, right? <laughs> like, like your show, we have to be able to overcome the things that life throws our way, whether we want it to happen in our lives or not, whether they expect it or not, whether we ask for it or not, we have to be able to overcome. And, and that's what I've been doing, man. So uh, that, that was like one of the moments to answer your question in my life that that'll stay with me forever. Yeah. And, and you know, that's something I like to learn, you know, what are those moments where we choose to be an overcomer? Because that is where we're choosing our identity. And then, uh, you know, when a man was asked uh, what helped him overcome the other obstacles of life, he said the other obstacles, right? And so it's like, you know, there was that time on the stage and then there's going to be more times in the future, but you've chosen your identity, not as somebody that's going to wait for the EMTs to whisk them away, but somebody that's going to stand up. And uh, to me, you're, you remind me of the athlete on the field that gets injured and, you know, the the whole crowd is waiting to see if they'll be able to get up and walk off the field. And when they do, everybody is cheering with them. And now I'm getting emotional just thinking about it, you know, cause uh, that, that's an important moment. So, uh, so good. So good. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, my next question to you is, you know, earlier this made me think uh, when you were talking about being on a scooter before losing your ability to walk at 22, um, you were saying, you know, just like some of the other scooters that you see at Walmart. And when I think about some of those scooters I see at Walmart, quite often I see people on them that may uh, have a choice to live healthier and not have to be on them. Um, you know, I, I do see a lot of that, at least in our area and our local Walmarts, and I'm not sure if it's the same in others. But uh, that made me think, how do you use your life to challenge other people's mindsets to where they can uh, be more grateful or, or realize the opportunities that they have or, you know, um, 
what is your path to being that mindset disruptor? Like, you know, what do you, what do you feel that uh, are some of those tools, resources, strategies that you give to people, mantras, you know, there's one, don't let your struggle become your standard, but uh, you know, what, how else do you do that? You know? Yeah. You know, I basically just tell people like, don't take things for granted because what you have today, you, you may not have tomorrow. You know, and, and, and I know that firsthand, right, from being able to walk in for 22 years to not being able to walk for 22 years. It's been 22 years. I'm 44. So it's been 22 years. And so like half my life I've lived like being able to function and have my own mobility. And the second half I've had a little bit of limitation, you know, mobility wise, Um because there's certain things that I just can't do physically, right? But I, I still don't let that stop me, man. But I just tell people like, listen, man, life is too short to take things for granted. You got to live full now and make the right choices. And, and I'm all about the healthy living as well, right? Because I believe that true wealth is health, right? We can have all the money in the world, but if we die tomorrow, then what, what <laughs> right? What are we, we going to do then? So I think having the money and being able to live long enough to enjoy the money, right? And the benefits that that brings with us being able to not only provide for ourselves, but help other people along the way as well. You know, that's, that's where true wealth lies. And we have to be able to, and I, I mean, my wife and I have this conversation all the time about, you know, making the right choices when we're eating, you know, and not only that, but like what we listen to, what we watch, you know, who we're around, the environments that we, that we choose to engage with and, and things like that, because all of that ties into, right, our own our own well-being, like physically, mind, body, soul, right? And we have to make sure that we have a certain level of awareness to where we can make those calls and make those decisions and say, hey, you know what? I don't want to go to that event because I don't want to be in, in that environment or I don't want to go to this, you know, I don't want to go to this place because I don't want to be around th these type of people. And we all know our strengths and our weaknesses, right? So we have to know where, you know, where, where it's going to be okay for us to go and where, and where it's going to be okay not for us to go. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. True wealth is your health. Wow. I have a lot of times that people tell me that they just don't have time to exercise. You know, we own a fitness franchise and, and I'm like, Ooh, boy, if you don't make time to be healthy, you're going to have to make time to be unhealthy you know, or to be ill. Um, that's good. So, you yeah, know, my, wife, my wife, my wife is vegan, right? So um, I'm, I'm like 50% <laughs> vegan. Uh, but we try to make healthy, you know, food choices, right? But I always, we always tell people when, when, when we tell people that we, you know, we eat healthy, we eat mostly organic, if not all organic. And they're like, man, organic is, you know, organic is, is so expensive. And I'm like, well, so is cancer, so is diabetes, so is like, you know, all these other different sicknesses. So it's like, you just got to choose, you know, when you want to pay for it. You want to pay for it now or you want to pay for it later. But the choice is yours. Either way, you're going to have to pay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Preach it. Preach it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have a course, uh, it's Mindset Mastery, right? Or, or what is it exactly? The, the yeah, exact it's, title the, it's the called the Mindset Takeover Mastery course. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's like a course where we, yeah, Mindset Takeover Mastery. And it's a course where I'm sure showing people, you know, how to take control over their minds, right? how to take control mm -hmm. over their mind, their thoughts, uh, because, right, our, our, everything that we do in life starts in our minds. It begins with a thought, right? Then it turns, that thought turns into an action, which turns into a behavior. And so if we want to see different results, we have to, something has to change somewhere, right? And I believe that everything starts and ends in the mind. And we, talk, we see it all the time, right? You, you talk yourself into something, and then seconds later, you talk yourself right out of it. 
Oh, I'm going to go to the gym in your head, right? You're not telling anybody, but you're like, man, I'm going to go to the gym starting next week. Next week comes, you're like, "Eh, I'm not going to go this week. I'll go next week, right? They always say like tomorrow's the most favorite day of the week, right? Because everybody's like, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. (laughs) So I think that, you know, the mind is the most powerful thing that we have. It's the most powerful asset and resource that we have. And if we use it properly and effectively and to the fullest, we can see tremendous results, incredible results in our lives. And, and again, I'm saying that because not because I saw it on a movie or I heard it, somebody else say it, it's because I'm actually living it, right? I live this every day. And so, yeah, the course is called Mindset Takeover Mastery. You know, if you guys are listening or watching this episode, you can check it out at mindsettakeover.com and, uh, and just register. Yeah. And take the course. It's a 10-week course where uh, it includes a workbook. It includes a digital copy of my book as well. Don't let your struggle become your standard. And um, it also includes a, a Facebook group as well where we can engage and, and, and help lift each other up and help you know, continue winning in life. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, you certainly have the, uh, the life experience doctorate in being a mindset master, you know, so uh, that's an awesome opportunity to learn from you, uh, everything that you've learned to change your state. I know that you and I being a couple of motivational overcomers, uh, both double fours, by the way, you know, so uh, let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, it sounds like the goal is to really help people to live in a different state of mind, right? Because that state of mind is, is the dominating factor in their life. You know, when you're talking about how they want to go to the gym. Um, I, I've learned in the past that there's physiology and that there's focus, right? You know, it's like, you know, what we focus on and, and uh, of course, you know, the, how we change our physiology has a lot to do with state of mind. Um, in the course, you know, what can people expect from you uh, to help them change their state of mind or improve that state of mind, if you will? So then that way, yeah, they yeah. Have different actions, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what I was going to say, too. It's like not only a state of, 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 um, of mindset, right? Not only changing our state in our mind, but also changing our state of being, mm. right? Being, like, like who do you want to be in life? Like, who do you want to become? Because who you are today may not be who you want to be in the future, right? When I was younger, like, I wouldn't want to be who I am today, who I was 20 years ago, right? Because I've evolved, I've changed, because I changed my state of being. And so, along with my state of thought, right? My state of mind. And so in the course, that this is the type of stuff they're going to they're gonna encounter. They're going to encounter uh, 100% authenticity, 100% uh, transparency. Um, it's a fluff-free course where we just get into the real stuff that 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 life you know throws at us and so we're going to talk about how do you overcome fear and at the end of every session there's practical action steps that you can take immediately it's not like hey you know just fluffy stuff it's like practical stuff like what can you do today start changing your mindset start transforming the way you think start changing the pat your thought patterns because everything has to has a starting point but when you start and you continue that's when you see progression. And you guys know very well as fitness people that, you know, you can't go to the, you can't be uh, living like a, a, a pig for 20 years and then go to the gym and, and think that everything is going to look brand new in two months, right? right? Or two weeks or even two years, maybe. I mean, a lot can happen in two years, but 20 years where, you know, you have, it just takes a lot of commitment, dedication, 
and telling yourself like, this is possible for me. And see, this is one of the things that I struggled with when I was younger. I was always thinking like, man, I don't deserve this, you know, because of my condition. Like, I'm not going to be capable of doing this. I'm not going to be capable of doing that. People are going down this rabbit hole of, of crap, right? And so once you understand that we have, we live on the most, right? Our planet is, 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 is a planet of abundance. There's, there is no lack. There is no shortage. There is no scarcity. Like we may see on TV, scarcity here, scarcity there, but it's because people just haven't figured out ways to eliminate that yet in their environments, right? Because we have a rich planet. We, there, there's no, I remember I heard one of my, one of my guys I like to listen to, Grant Cardone. He said, there is no, there is no, um, you hear a lot of people saying like, oh man, I got to wake up. I got to go make some money. I got to make money. And the reality is, and he said, the money's already made, right? It's already printed. We don't have to go out and make money. The money's already made. We have to figure out how to go and get it, right? right. Yeah, and yeah. once people can figure that out, that's when change happens. That's when you start seeing results. So when you want to live a healthier life, you got to go and get it. When you want a spouse, you got to go and find one. When you want, right, anything in life, you have to take an action. You have to get up, you have to get out, and you have to go and seek it and get it and find it, right? You hear people like, oh, I'm chasing my dreams, I'm chasing my dreams. But are you going to chase your dreams? We've seen it, right? People chase their dreams their whole life and die and never catch up to that dream. You got to get to a point where you catch up to the dream, you grab a hold of it, and you make it a reality. Uh, oh, I like that. I like that. That's so good. That's so good. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it really has a lot to do with people's belief system, you know, what they believe about themselves. So, so I, would, I would anticipate that people are going to be challenged with their fears and, and that uh, challenged with their beliefs. And, and I like how you said it's not just state of mind, it's state of being. I did an exercise one time where, you know, we wrote down three words that we wanted other people to say about us, right? And then you go and you ask some of your closest people, you know, what three words they'd use to describe you. And sometimes those words are not congruent, right? They're very different. But here's the opportunity that we all have. We have the opportunity to live into who we want to be, right? If you're not happy with the way people are describing you, it's up to you to change it. And those are the actions that we're talking about, right? That's right. Absolutely. And not only the, 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 you know, the way people are describing you, but the way that you're describing yourself. Because sometimes we have to change the, our own story that we're telling ourselves. Oh, so good. So good. Because we are the toughest on ourselves for sure. That's for right. Sure. Um, so what's your inspiration for doing the course? Has it been all these, uh, uh, the speaking events and uh, just all the people coming to you for mindset? I mean, is that uh, more than likely the inspiration or? Well, there was, it's, two, it's kind of twofold, right? That, that course was actually a, a, a online live event that I would do. Right, I would sell it at events that I was speaking at, and it would be live. It would be me live every Monday night with a group of people. Um, but then COVID hit, and so everyone was forced to pivot. So I had to turn all my live content into digital content. So that was one aspect of it. But also, man, my inspiration for being who I am, right, waking up and living as Jose Flores, the global motivator, mindset disruptor, my, my inspiration is knowing that there are other Jose's out there. There are other Travis's out there, right? There are other Cindy. Cindy is your name, right? There are other Cindy's out there, right? With, with, with similar, if not same stories, right? And so I know that there's people out there that struggle with mindset, that, that struggle with identity, that struggle with overcoming fear or overcoming this or that. And I, and, and I wake up every morning inspired to be able to uh, 
you know, it reaches as many of those people that I can on a daily basis. And, it, and it's from like just going out. Like I drive my own car with hand controls. So sometimes I pull up to Whole Foods or wherever I'm going and van. I went to um I went to Costco not too long ago and I needed help taking my stuff to the car. So I, you know, they helped me get my stuff at Costco and then they go outside and they help, they, they get one of the parking lot guys to help you take, take your stuff to the car. So the guy, he's taking my stuff and he's putting it in and he's like, are you here by yourself? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, oh man, that's what's up, brother. He was like, man, I commend you, man. I applaud you. You know, that, that takes a lot of nerve to come out on your own in your type of situation. And I was like, you know, for some people it may, you know, and, and you're right. It, it can be, you know, but Hey, I got to live my life to the fullest. And he was like, man, I love that, man. So I just told him, I said, Hey, listen, if you're on social media, follow me. And he just started following me. And now I see him like engaging with a lot of my stuff. And it's the stuff like that, man, that I just love doing because you never know who is going to be brave enough to approach you and let you know that you've actually inspired them. Right. And there's so many times I go out of my house and I'm inspiring people that I have no idea that I'm inspiring. And the cool thing about it, this is why we, it's important that we have a great spouse, right? <laughs> you, you have Cindy. She, she's, she's your helpmate. My wife's my helpmate and they give us so many creative ideas. So my wife was like, babe, my wife started noticing that with my wheelchair, my wheelchair elevates, about 12 inches higher. So now I get to be eye level with people and have conversations with people high level, eye level instead of having to always look up at people, right? And people are looking down at me. That alone in itself with people constantly looking down on you has an effect on people like me in wheelchairs psychologically, right? That's that whole looking down type of thing. We already feel like people are looking down at us, but now it's like literally people are looking down at you. And that's a whole different deep conversation that we can have on another show or, or when we meet each other. But anyhow, my wife is like, babe, every time you pass somebody in your wheelchair, people are always turning around like to look at you. And so what she did was on the back of my headrest right here, she had me put my, my social media handle at Jose Inspires. So every time somebody turns around and looks at me, they see that. And I can't even tell you, like, I've gotten so many followers just from that little idea. And I was like, wow, baby, see that? You're a genius, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Like she, and she didn't even go to school for marketing and advertising, right? And she thought of that. And I was like, wow, that's cool. So just little things like that, man. That's why you know, when you told me that your wife was with you for that whole decade, you were gone, man, that, that's that, that alone, man, is a book and it speaks volumes because not too many women, you know, not too many women wait. No, no, that, that was, we were in a, a very single digit percentile, like a 2%. And, and then of the 2% that survive, you know, 95% of those don't make it like six months because they've just, you know, they've been used to living apart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is, this is great. You know, waking up every morning and saying, whose life am I going to change today? And giving people a path to follow you because you just never know how you might make a difference in their life. And that's where I was going to go. I was going to ask you, you know, how can people, we already know about the course and I appreciate it if you'd say the course one more time, just so that people can uh, be sure to go there. And uh, how else can they follow you, learn from you, be inspired by you? Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. And, and that's only one course. I have other courses on my, on my website as well. They can check my website out, joseinspires.com. That has all my information and all my, uh, all my backstory, my current story, everything you can want to know about me is on the website, joseinspires.com. It's pretty uniform. And then all my social media handles is at joseinspires as well. I'm on all platforms and I'm very engaging and interacting and, and, and provide a ton of content and inspiration. 
Um, and um, yeah, they can check out if they want to take that course, the Mindset Takeover Mastery course, they can go to mindsettakeover.com. Um, and they can sign up for, from there as well. It's in itself paced, right? You can take it, take it. It's a 10 week course. Some people take longer. Uh, some people, uh, and, and you have to wait because you get the, you get the material every week. It's not like you just go in and you can just run through the course. I really want you to take time, you know, reading the material, being in your thoughts, really thinking about where you are, where you want to go, who you are, who you want to become. And so take some time with it, right? So it's a 10 week course. You can't just rush through it, but you can take as long as you want, but you can't like just power through it and finish it in a week. Right. And so that, that's pretty cool. And, you know, do you have the Facebook group? You can always engage in there as well. So it's pretty cool. And um, if you want to get a copy of my book, we didn't even actually talk about this, which is pretty cool. But, you know, uh, one of the greatest motivational speakers on the planet, the great Les Brown, he wrote the forward to my, my book. Um, I actually went on tour with Les Brown like two and a half years ago. We went to a, like a 26 city tour. And uh, again, this is like coming from a, this old Bronx boy who thought that he would never do anything great to now being around the greats, working with the greats and being great himself. And so it's a, it's a powerful thing, man, when you take control over your mindset. So definitely would encourage mindsettakeover.com if you're struggling with, with any area of your life. And um, my website, joseinspires.com and social media at joseinspires. Also, what I wanted to do, Travis, for you and your audience, anybody listening or watching, um, I'm always, uh, I've always been a big fan and a proponent of, uh, of giving back, right? And um, paying it forward. So I want to give everyone a free gift, literally free, no strings attached. You can go to freegift.joseinspires.com and you can download a free MP3 uh, motivational talk that I did on the power of showing up. So since you guys showed up to listen to this episode, watch this episode, I want to go ahead and give you that free gift on the power of showing up and what are some of the powerful things that can happen because of showing up. And um, so that's just my free gift to you and your audience, Travis. I appreciate you for having me on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, the power of showing up. And where do they go to get it again? One more time. Just Yeah, freegift.joseinspires.com. That is awesome. Uh, Jose, did we miss anything else? I mean, because, boy, you're dropping some bombs here at the end, you know. <laughs> Great. We're going to have to have you on again so that we can get more, you know? Uh, Absolutely, man. Anytime. Uh, anything else that you want to share? Um, yeah. My wife and I actually just finished writing a book together that we're just, that it's a book and a curriculum because we believe that, um, you know, marriages are under attack. And if we can help keep marriages together, that will help keep family together. And that will keep, help keep, you know, generations to come together. And uh, so we're, we're real proponents of, of, of family ties. And just you know having strong family ties, and so we wanted to uh, write this book on. It's not only on marriage; it's just a relationship book. But we focus a lot on marriage, and um, because her and I, we're going to be celebrating our 14th year anniversary uh, just coming up on, in July. We got married on 777, and uh, we've been together for 20 years, married for uh, going on 14. And so I think that we have a little bit of uh, time under our belt to where we can talk into other people's lives and marriages and give them some tips and strategies and things that have worked for us because we're human, right? We, we, we go through the same struggles that you and your wife go through, right? Uh, and uh, some of the same arguments or disagreements, we go through all of that, but you throw in the wheelchair aspect of it and everything else that comes along with that, all the extra added work and preparing and preparation and mindset to just be a caregiver for your spouse. 
that's a whole nother ball game that a lot of people aren't familiar with. So uh, we just talk about, we talk, we keep it one, like I said, 100% real in the book. We talk about finances, goal setting. We talk about sex. We talk about it all. And that's called what real love looks like, how to have it all, even when you don't have it all. And that's going to be coming out end of this year or, or, or first quarter of next year. Uh, we'll be on the lookout for that. And uh, happy anniversary, a little early. Not too yeah, thank you. A couple, three weeks to go. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for the honor of having you on this show. It's just, uh, I feel like we have a lot in common as we talked, you know. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for this honor. Yeah, man, absolutely. Where are you guys based out of Palm, Palm, West Palm Beach? No, uh, we're in upstate New York, but we do have a location in, in Florida. And uh, we do come down there. So when we come down there, we need to look for you. Awesome. What part of upstate you guys from? We're, uh, we're like in the Finger Lakes area uh, near uh, Syracuse, uh, that kind of oh, area. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cornell University, I think, area, you know, that kind of. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But, awesome, uh, yeah. Definitely got to link up when you come down. Yes, for sure, for sure. Are you in the, <laughs> you're in the Palm Beach area then? No, no, I'm in Broward County, like just, just, right, just south of West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale area. All right, oh. terrific. terrific. You're an inspiration. A Thank you. Inspiration, really. Thank Perfect. you. I appreciate it. You guys are too, man. Believe it or not, with what you guys are doing, helping other people to overcome, that's inspiring as well, man. So keep doing what you guys are doing because you're making impact, man, right? And that's what's important in life. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Jose. My How pleasure. to be an overcomer with you, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's Absolutely. awesome. All hey, right. Thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers Podcast sponsored by Journey 333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers Podcast, I am working at one of our fitness franchises so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right. People come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life, motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications, fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more people to overcome their adversities. If you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, go to www.journeyfitness333.com.